Hi, I'm Dr. Barbara Byers. Welcome back. And I want to say a special hello to some people who are listening outside the United States. I have some subscribers in Honduras and in Belgium. And so I'm glad you're listening. Today, this is entitled Change Your Mind. And I really love to talk about this topic because I think um, it's just so important, so essential. And if you want a more in-depth discussion of it in episode two on YouTube or your podcast, it's called The Rational Mind. It's episode two and it's probably 40 minutes long. Uh, so in 2021, I had a dream, just a little short dream, and I was welcoming people in my front door. There were friends coming and family and just a whole group of people. And I was saying hello and uh, just bringing them on in. And I looked up over the heads of the people and in the back of the crowd, there were three stick figures. They were very tall. They were dressed all in black and they had pointy hats. I know that's odd. Um, and so I saw these three stick figures way in the back. And then I woke up from the dream. And as soon as I woke up from the dream, I thought those three stick figures are destructive images, toxic thoughts, and lies waiting to gain entrance. And I have the power to give them entrance and welcome them like I was welcoming all my friends, or I have the power to turn them away. And I thought, don't give them admittance. Don't give them a welcome. Don't support them with your agreement. The power of our agreement is so great. We give life to what we agree with. We give strength and authority to it. And so we need to examine what thoughts we are welcoming in and you know, recognize this inner chatter that goes on with us and what we're giving place to. We don't wanna let toxic images and thoughts and these misbeliefs really take over. We wanna turn these pointy black figures away from us because um, we have the key to the gateway of our soul because we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. So in our transformation, God is always at work in our thought, in our thought life. We look at Romans 12, 2, we look at Ephesians 4, 23, and both of them exhort us to renew our mind. That means there's something we have to do and it is not automatic to our growth. It doesn't happen automatically. We have to repattern our own minds. Our soul is wonderfully designed for growth. And the only way we're really gonna grow is if we take responsibility to co-author that growth in our lives and with the Lord and take responsibility for our thoughts and attitudes. So Dallas Willard in Renovation of the Heart wrote, thoughts are the place where we can and must begin to change. There the light of God first begins to move upon us through the word of Christ. And there the divine spirit begins to direct our will. That's the choice. Direct our will to more and more thoughts that can provide the basis for choosing to realign ourselves with God in his way. 
So the Spirit empowers us, empowers our will to choose, to realign our thoughts with God. The ultimate freedom we have as human beings is the power to select what we will allow or require our minds to dwell upon. Ours is the power, ours is the choice to direct our thoughts. Our power of thought is so great, but often we're hindered and held by strongholds. I'll talk about that in a minute. So consistently healthy thoughts uh, undergird and build good neurological channels in our brain for the thoughts to run on. So we have the capacity and the necessity to renew our minds, to dwell on what is good and true and honorable and lovely and of good report, as Philippians 4.8 talks about. We wanna create these good neurological channels. And when we do take responsibility for how and where we set our mind, the Word and the Spirit can fill us with life-giving thoughts and fill us with peace. That's what Romans 8 says. And then we build these good channels and we're also shaping our emotions and developing our character as we set our thoughts aright and renew them. Um, as we're maturing in Christ, as we're taking responsibility for our thoughts, the Holy Spirit will open an even wider channel in our mind to enlighten and illumine us. Can you just let your imagination get a hold of that for a minute? Imagine the light of Christ coming in and just enlarging your mind, enlarging your thoughts and illuminating them. Thank you, Lord. So sometimes we haven't realized though how automatic and patterned our thoughts have become. They're informed and uh, created by even deeper beliefs, patterns of beliefs. So our patterns of beliefs, that whole intercourse system is what's informing our thoughts automatically and our emotions as well. So we have taken in knowledge and experiences, beliefs of others, memories, attitudes, and all of those combine to uh, form this inner core, these deep beliefs. They're compressed and they're reinforced. And so now we have a whole system that orients our trajectory of thought. It's very patterned and very automatic. And whatever we believe at our core spills out into our thoughts and feelings and words and actions and really ends up forming our character. Proverbs 4.23 puts it very succinctly. I'm sorry, that was Ephesians 4.23. Proverbs 23.7 says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. We become what we are dwelling on and thinking on. Our beliefs are feeding our thoughts and attitudes, and then our attitudes tell the world what we expect from life, and then our expectations start setting things in motion for us. So these deep uh, core beliefs start forming in our childhood from our experiences, from our joy, from our pain, from our deficits, and especially when we're wounded, our wounds take in a message, whether it's spoken or not. I see it this way. I see like an arrow going into our inner parts and the tip of the arrow has a poison that it deposits. And that poison is that message and we just take that in. 
message is about our identity, our worth, our value, our safety, our power, our gender, all sorts of characteristics. And then those embedded messages evoke our thoughts and dictate our life and then our character ends up forming around it. We can't hide these embedded messages over a long period of time. How we think will eventually orient our actions, our words, our adaptive responses, and they come up, they're so pervasive and they're so unbidden and sometimes very subtle, but when we believe these messages, we're lending our heart to them to determine our future. So our defensive reactions can, can just contribute to this whole disease complex and it, then it becomes our default. And it's not so much, you know, the things that happen to us, it's our attitude toward them. It's how we see them, it's how we take them in and let them define us. And usually there's some warped mixture. Isaiah 28, 15 says, you have made lies your refuge and concealed yourself with deception more than we know sometimes. So these lies can center around shame and hopelessness and powerlessness, unworthiness, confusion, fear, abandonment, invalidation, all sorts of things. Now, the good news is we can change this. We have the, uh, we have the word and the spirit. We can change, we can interrupt, and we can replace these thoughts and eventually transform our thought life where where the new becomes the more natural because as we convert our thoughts, so we convert our soul. When God speaks his truth, we come alive inside. And if we won't settle for the lie, but we really learn to take in and receive his word, then our thoughts, our transformation will follow. So in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, you'll be familiar with this, we're exhorted to pull down strongholds in our thinking and bring our thoughts captive in obedience to Christ. We're to arrest these thoughts. Then we set our mind on what is true and what is good. And this is an inescapable part of co-authoring our lives with the Lord. Romans 8, 5, and 6 is it this way. Those who live in accordance with the Spirit have set their minds on what the spirit desires. We set our mind. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The Holy Spirit can govern our mind as we keep choosing. You know, if you dwell on something enough, you're gonna dwell in it and it's gonna dwell in you. Uh, and so we wanna build a home for the spirit and the word and the truth. And it's gonna take deliberate effort on our part to do that. We have to examine, honestly examine, what am I thinking and feeling? And why am I acting this way? You know, what are these defensive reactions? And then what are the core beliefs that feed all this and give it energy? So why, so why we need to stop and say, Lord, is what I'm thinking true? Is what I'm believing true? Are these thoughts based on truth? And then we have the power of agreement whether we're going to align our thoughts with God and reject painful messages from the past uh, that give, you know, such life to our thoughts sometimes. I had to do this this morning. There's something came up from the past and I had to make a decision. 
about that. So, and it's really a privilege. It's good if we see it as a privilege that we have the wonderful power of the Holy Spirit enabling us to do this. So earlier I read 2 Corinthians 10.4 that says we have the divine power to demolish strongholds, but we're not gonna demolish this command center uh, that's been our source of power from our own power. So the way we go about it is important. We need the Holy Spirit. So I just like to think about it in terms of an arc, just an arc like this. So A-R-C, it helps me. The A stands for arrest, the R stands for anew, and the C stands for cultivate. So when a thought or an attitude comes through, my responsibility is to recognize it and arrest it if it's faulty or toxic, unhealthy, impure. And then, that's, that's the first part, then the next thing is I replace it. I renew my mind on what is true and good. And there's no better thing to renew it on than the, than the living word of God. Then, A-R, then I cultivate that. I keep staying established in the new truth. I let it so change me that I'm cultivating this new thing in my life. So as I say no to any kind of lie-based thinking and yes to the truth, I keep receiving it, I keep believing it, and each specific yes, there are very specific yeses and very specific no's, uh, develops a new habit. That new habit starts following. And choice after choice, as I watch over my own heart, um, and, and I love how 2 Corinthians 10 in the message puts this, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. I, I love that imagery. So Christ came to set us free, to set us completely free of the sin and the chains that have held us, the strongholds in our thinking. And the wonderful news is that by his empowering grace, his empowering presence, and our responsive discipline, our choices, we can establish these new thought patterns and they actually become more normal for us. We don't have to fight as hard once they, we arrest them, we keep renewing our mind and we cultivate it. So I bless you as you're working with the spirit on this, that you continue to renew your mind. And in a not too distant podcast, I'm going to just do some declarations from the word that you can listen to that'll help you renew your mind. So I hope you'll join me again. And thanks for being here today with me.